And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Leo Eilts. I'm Roger Eilts. And we are... The Derriers. Bringing to you uh, some of the finest Americana music we can find. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks uh, may not have a great definition of Americana music, and uh, we might not either. But uh, but it's ours. It's ours. So uh, we choose to define it as music with distinctive American roots. And that could be a lot of different things. A lot of different things. It could be country. Jazz. Western. Swing. Uh, rock and roll. Gospel. Rockabilly. It could be classical. It could be classical, and that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> I beat you to it. Yeah. So it <laughs> We have to make a, a list, you know, or something. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Or not. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the format of the show is this. Uh, we come to the show each week, and uh, each of us has a pocket full of tunes that we have not revealed to the other. Correct. And so we uh, uh, reveal them uh when it's our turn. And it's sometimes a little crazy because we often pick the same song and we've had to adjust in the middle. We do. We yeah. Sometimes we do that. We steal a song right out from under the nose. There you go. That's just how the game goes. That's how it goes. And we uh, alternate who starts the show. And Leo started it last week. So, so it's your turn. It is. And Leo, I've got a new favorite band. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Ansi McLean and the Trailer Park Troubadours. You know, we were driving down the road, weren't we? <laughs> yes, we, we, we were on were. here to, on our way to Shady Grove, and we yeah. were listening to music. Yeah. And, and, oh man, Ansi McLean, what a guy! You know, um, so I did a little research on him. Uh, he was born in uh, 1962, and he grew up in a succession of small trailer parks in Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. <laughs> With his Avon-selling mother and a father who drove a Wonder Bread delivery truck. Oh, that is Americana yeah. right there. Yeah. So, you know, he said people see, hear the phrase trailer park troubadours and expect to see something of an episode of Cops or Jerry Springer, you know. But he says, we don't take the low road. He said, there's no blue material. When we sing about adult themes or relationships gone wrong, it's not in a jauntist way. We always deliver some semblance of hope. Oh, yeah. Well, that's about right. And yeah. it is, if you listen we to the stuff. We had a great time listening <laughs> to that. It was great. Yeah. Every song was just better. His first instrument was a 70s Sears guitar that he mowed lawns to buy. And he knew if he wanted to be an artist, he'd have to do it on his own because his parents, they encouraged his creative endeavors, but they, you know, they couldn't afford right, to right, help right. him. He worked on farms and factories and restaurants. And listen to this. Uh, he's been an artist and designs his album art for his CD projects. He's been a teacher, a tour guide, and a Japanese interpreter. What? He said, when I was traveling as a Japanese interpreter for the auto industry in the 80s, I took my, my guitar with me and rode in hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> you All right. You never put those two together. Now, which one did you pick out? You know... They're all great, but uh, but this one I like because they one one of the things that's fun is they do this hoo ha kind of thing going backwards. It's called uh, one less trailer here in Pineville Heights. 
out late with my buddies. I got back around 10 a.m. I guess I underestimated the trouble that I'd be in. I pulled on back to my cul-de-sac. My single wife was gone. It was just a long trail of tire tracks peeled out on my front lawn. Oh, no. Well, there's one less trailer here in Pineview Heights. She ripped that sucker out so fast she didn't even unhook the pipes. Took everything but the concrete blocks and the string patio lights. There's one less trailer here in Pineview Heights. Oh, no. guys are too much fun man he has got such a witty witty clever sense of humor so uh, he, tw- he knows how to turn a phrase oh yeah we're gonna and he he does some really beautiful stuff too but uh l- love it all we'll get into it we'll do some more of his stuff so leo the ball's on your side of the net what do you got well you know i have a thing about outlaw country well how many 60 years ago did that start <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just something about it. These guys that walked away, you know, from Nashville and yep. and went off to Texas and just started doing their own thing. It's been said that they kind of ate their own young, though, because the actual movement didn't last all that long. Right. They ticked off a bunch of, uh, you know, Western fans that thought they just left them behind, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of great music came out of that era. But there was also one song that was a total flop. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. There's a band that's called the uh, the Flatlanders. Not the Flatliners. No, no. Well, that would might be, have been appropriate. That might have been appropriate. <laughs> uh, the Flatliners, and they were a strange band even for the 70s. Uh, this song came out in 1972. It's called Dallas. 
And it's so it's you can hear Jimmy Dale Gilmore's voice in there. He's got the high, high warbly kind of a tenor thing. And um, Steve Wesson, he plays a he sings a, a singing saw. They call it a singing saw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But he also plays uh, an auto harp and all kinds of stuff. And uh, they just they just went out and they, they did this great song. It's, in retrospect, it's really a pretty good song, but it just flopped. Wow. So they disbanded. I mean, they, they were dropped by the label. They were, oh, what the heck? <laughs> so anyway, the song is, like I said, it's called Dallas. And it, the song is about dry, uh, flying over Dallas at night in a DC-9 mm-hmm. and how the city looks great from 30,000 feet. But you get down there and they say it's just ugly. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of bars I've been in. Well, now we can't go back to Dallas. <laughs> well, this is not my personal. It's, it's I, on them. I, I like Dallas, okay, Me too. personally. But anyway, the uh, and another guy on this is uh, Joe Ely. Oh wow! Uh, so we'll uh, feature him a little bit later on. Anyway, they went on after the band broke up, and they had great solo careers after that. And then eventually, they become something of an icon. Oh, wow. They got popular again. So go figure. All we got to do is our, our careers have to go to the Dickens, and then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll come back with some kind of iconic status. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. Well, there's still time. From 1972, the Flatlanders playing Dallas. Well, Dallas is a woman 
I love it, man. That's a cult I might have to join. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, how come those guys weren't famous in that band? I don't know. Yeah, it's timing. It's timing. It's yeah. all about timing. Yeah. I oh. think uh, it's uh, back to you. Yeah. So um, I want to feature a tune by uh, none other than Peter Rowan. Well, you know, he's got something special coming up pretty I quick. I know. 80th birthday. 80th birthday, yeah. 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 And a good pal of ours, Dave McCarty, has been uh, commissioned to do an article on him. Good on him. For his birthday. So that we're happy for Dave on that. Um, now, he, he, he's an icon. Oh, in, yeah. In Americana music, really, you know, bluegrass, a lot of that. Um, he, you know, he played for Bill Monroe's Bluegrass Boys. Right. Um, opened for the Doors at one time with uh, David Grisman. Sir George Martin produced his music while he was a member of C-Train. And now the same producer as the Beatles. Uh, right. Yep. Um, uh, so uh, Jer- performed with Jerry Garcia on Olden in the Way. Wrote Panama Red for New Riders of the Purple Sage. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, that's a great song. You know, it, it, at this at the time this was written, it said he'd been uh, writing and recording and entertaining for nearly fifty years. But um, kind of, it looks like what happened was he got uh, really enamored with our fiftieth state, Hawaii. Okay, and of course, you know, I love Hawaiian music. Um, and he would travel over there, like on his off time, he'd stay over there, and and he would he was kind of introducing his music into the Hawaiian culture. And in the process, the Hawaiian culture started influencing him. Huh. And he did an entire uh, album called My Aloha, and uh, where he got a, a bunch of Hawaiian dudes to play with him to, to accompany really? him. Really? I hadn't yeah. heard of this. This, yeah. is, this is cool. It, it's, a, it's really a cool, cool project. Um, but um, he says, uh, My Aloha demonstrates how Hawaiian steel guitar and ukulele were an influence on foundational bluegrass, folk, and country artists like Bill Monroe, even if the connection is not immediately obvious. So uh, it's really a cool project. Um, uh, this tune I had a hard time. There's one that I like, but it's a little longer. But this is a neat tune. Uh, it's called Uncle Jimmy. And um, it's a story tune, but it's a fun, kind of cool story. So let's listen to Peter Rowan from My Aloha, Uncle Jimmy. Well, I was four years old, World War II was almost over. Uncle Jimmy was in the Navy and he came back from New Caledonia. Coconut bras and grass skirts for the lady. He was strumming on a CF Martin baritone ukulele. Uncle Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy in the Navy. He charmed the hula girls with ukulele. Hubba, hubba, ding, ding, I mean. Was it to you? I won it in a poker game down in Honolulu.
said no thanks, no money in the bank. Jumped out of the frying pan into the fire. Uncle Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy in the Navy. He charmed the hula girls with his ukulele. Hubba hubba ding ding, I mean, I mean, what's it to you? Just learn something. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I've been a big fan of Peter Rowan's. In fact, I saw him wear a pair of blue cowboy boots at a festival once, huh. and I just had to have a red pair. <laughs> and I got a pair of red cowboy boots. I had them custom made, actually. I remember that. And the rat ate them. Yeah. That's another story. We'll tell that story hey, sometime. I think we're out of time right now. I think we are. Um, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back and uh, do something else. In the meantime, we are... The Derriers. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Well, we're back. We're back. We are the Derriers, and this is the, the Americana, Americana Road, Road Show, Show right here on Truckers Radio. I'm Leo Iles. I'm Roger Iles, and uh, we're broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Rome, New York. It was a fur piece. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a trip. I think that was your throw on the dart. It was. I almost missed, missed the you map. You almost missed it completely. I almost so. went, went in the Atlantic. But yeah, I saved yeah. It. I saved it. Yeah, that so, would have been that would have been a tough one there. Yeah, we would have had to get a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> so people ask, you know, uh, Derriers, uh, why are you broadcasting from an RV park? Well, because we well, don't. Well, we don't have a ranch. Yeah, all our buddies on the network have yeah. ranches. And I'm yeah. going to name them off. Alan Bailey, Swing and Gate Ranch. Right. Rex Allen Jr., Diamond X Ranch. Yep. Tennessee Jim, Diamond W Ranch. Yep. Orrin Freeze and Rockin' Banjo Ranch. The Dairy R's, 
We motor, got a motorhome. Motorhome. <laughs> motorhome. <laughs> An old motorhome. With with new tires. Yeah. Yeah. And an exhaust pipe that's kind of yeah. shaky. Yeah. But we have, you know, we only stay at Shady, Shady, Shady Grove, Grove RV Parks. That's our thing. Which it's, sends us around a bit oh, yeah. to get to them. But, uh, well, if it wasn't enough that we just travel, sometimes we're forced to because... Yeah. Well, yeah. We because, overstay our welcome. Yeah. Yeah. In a day or so. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we should not be hanging out our dirty laundry. No, we yeah. shouldn't. I so. guess they should use a laundromat, but those things take a lot of quarters. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, Leo, I think it's your turn. Well, I think it is my turn. And I can't wait to hear what you've got. Well, we just recently uh, saw a video that was posted by a good friend of ours uh, from the great bluegrass state of Virginia. Okay. All right. Mike Carr. Oh, our buddy Mike Carr. You our bet. buddy Mike Carr. He's a heck of a guy. He is. He says, go nowhere without derriere. That's it. He's That's our right. man. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, he, he posted this great video of a, of a tune that I had kind of forgotten about. Me too. And I don't know why, because it's such a great tune. Now, possibly the reason is because it's the band is one of those one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the name of the band uh, was Cimarron. Mm-hmm. Uh, spelled kind of funny. And uh, they are described as an American soft rock band. They were from the 70s. And they, they were most famous for the one song that Mike played for us, and mm-hmm. that was Rings. Right. Now, the recording went to number six. Uh, one pint on the Billboard Adult Contemporary. Wow. Oh, yeah. Gosh, are we adulting here? <laughs> I don't think I can deal with that. I'm not ready. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was the only top, uh, their top 20 hit. And it was written by guys not in the band. But uh, the song Rings was subsequently covered by both Lobo and Reuben Howell, both in the, later on in the 70s. And it was covered by Leo Kotke. Wow. In 1983 for his hal- uh, album call he had called uh, Time Step. So anyway, the uh, later on, two guys in the band went on to uh, form a band called The Remingtons. Yeah, I remember that. They had some uh, m- better success as they went along. Anyway, this is really cool time. I-, I-, I like the harmonies in it. That's what really attracted to me in the first place. So hats off to Mike Carr uh, for reminding us about this song. And it's called Rings by Cimarron. Rings. Tune anybody can be a singer. 
sing with the preacher man. Let the wind bells ring. It's just a cool song. It is a cool song. I can't believe I forgot about it, man. Yeah. It's a really cool tune. And Mike does a really cool, different kind of arrangement. He does, too, yeah. So. He's mighty fine finger picker. Yeah, go to YouTube and look up Mike Carr. You, you'll be pleased. Okay, I think, let's see, that was mine. Yeah, you know how sometimes one thing leads to another? Uh-oh. So um, the, the song I picked is, uh, you know, we just listened to Rings by Cimarron. Yeah, by Cimarron, yeah. So now we're going to listen to Cimarron by Three Trails West. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite band. Oh, mine too. Yeah, I, of course. I love those guys. It's our band. Yeah, it's our band. Um, but uh, so we talk about how one thing leads to another, <clears throat> and sometimes you mash up tunes. Now, I think it was our last uh, episode. We listened to a song by Tom, uh, Tom Morell and the Time Warp Top Hands, where they did Don't Fence Me In, and then it went into uh, Hills of Old Wyoming. Right, beautiful okay. segue. Right, yeah. Well, I don't know if I call ours beautiful, but um, we were rehearsing this tune, and um, we had taken a little break, and uh, our uh, lead singer, Jim Winters, was noodling around on a Ventures tune, Walk, Don't Run. Right. And I'm in the other room doing something yeah. we won't talk about. We won't talk about it. And I heard this, and I went, wait a minute. You came screaming back <laughs> into the room going, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 we got to do this. And so we... Figured out a way to merge these two tunes, and uh, I think I'll leave it at that. Uh, one of our favorites, and uh, it's so fun to do this song live and just watch people when we go into the second tune. About two bars in. It takes them a little bit to get it, and then the grins come up and uh, yeah, all that. Yeah, so yeah. let's give it a, a listen. Cimarron by Three Trails West. Cimarron, roll on.
right there is what you call a Doc Elwood big finish. Man, Mike, thanks for coming out of retirement, man. To produce that album for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. It's great. And thanks to our bandmates. Uh, what a lot of fun that album is. So Yeah, we have, that's, that's great. I still like the, re- the rendition of that song. Plus that middle part. It's fun. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leo, back to you. Okay, well, I'm going to uh, reach back. I'm going to I'm going to um, feature a very classic song, as uh, released 50 years ago, this year, and it's one of those songs that everybody thinks they know everything about, but maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about Janis Joplin's rendition of "Me and Bobby McGee." Ah. Now I'm going to start out by saying that that song was actually written by Chris Christopherson, and it, he was asked to write it. Because the song was named after a girl. He, mis- he misunderstood the name. Uh, her last name was Barbara McKee. Ah. <laughs> and everybody called her Barbie, you know, or, and then it became Bobby, and then Bobby McGee. So it's just, you know, the way it was translated through there. Anyway, um, so he wrote it kind of, uh, Chris Christopherson kind of wrote it on spec. By the way, Chris Christopherson wrote a ton of great music. Oh, man. If you don't know, look into that library. Sometimes. Yeah, he's, oh, man, his <clears throat> library is huge. It's just huge. Yet I digress. Yeah, of course you do. That's mm-hmm. what we do here. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so. And back up. <laughs> we back up. Yeah. Go ahead. So, anyway, uh, it's interesting to note that this song is recorded by everybody. Basically, I mean, if you look at the list of people who put that song on their albums, Waylon Jennings, The Grateful Dead, Loretta Lynn, Kenny Rogers in the first edition, Gordon Lightfoot, Dolly Parton, Olivia Newton-John, Johnny Cash. I mean, wow. and Christopherson finally did it himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be a great song. I guess I'll go ahead and do it, too. Uh, so anyway, uh, the hook is that this song, uh, that uh, Bobby McGee was not a guy. Bobby was a girl. Mm-hmm. But because the, uh, the title is somewhat uh, ambiguous, right. it works for anybody that wants to sing it. And so uh, th- there's a lot of stories that go behind this, but one of the things I like most about it, you talk about cross-pollination, right? Uh, there is a line, you know the, the song American Pie? Mm-hmm. Okay, Bob McClay. All right, now he, there's a line in this song. A lot of that song, American Pie, nobody knows what the hell he's talking about. Right, yeah, that's, that's something we could look into. There is. Time. That'd be fun. But there's one line that we know exactly what he was talking about, and this is it. I met a girl who sang the blues And I asked her for some happy news But she just smiled and turned away Isn't that something? Yeah. Now, that's, that album, Pearl was released posthumously four, after, uh, four months after Janice passed away. And um, Chris Christopher did not hear about it. He did not hear the song until it was actually released. It was her only number one hit. Wow. Released four months after she died. Wow. So anyway, it's got a lot of history. And now you know a little bit more about the story. Um, and you turn the genres around. It's actually, though, the story is based on a Fellini film. Uh, in, uh, that was released in uh, Italy, and that's what Chris Offerson was thinking about. It's about a girl that he hung out with on the road riding motorcycles, and she was a little gaga, and she, you know, they rode around on this motorbike, and she was playing the trombone all the time. It was driving him nuts. <laughs> so <laughs> he just finally left her on the side of the road while she was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and he split. And so so he ends up going back to this little town in Italy, and he hears this woman humming this song. He says, where did you get that song? He says, well, there's a crazy woman that used to be here, and she would play her trombone. 
<laughs> and that was, and she died. And so, you know, so there's a whole backstory to this song. Anyway, that's enough talk about this. I could go on for hours about this song, but uh, here you go. Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin, released in 1970. Busted flat in Ben Rouge, waiting for a train. On us feeling near as faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down Just before it rained And rode us all the way into New Orleans I pulled my harpoon Out of my dirty red bandana I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues Windshield wiper slapping time we sang every song that driver knew Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose Na 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 
There you go. Yeah. Little gal from Port Arthur, Texas. Wow. Knock it out. Good story, Leo. Thanks. Well, thanks. Hey, look at the time. I think it's about time for us to take a quick break. Quick break. Go out and check the tires. You know, we got to pull out of here. Yeah. Before they, catch Before they on. kick us out. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back here on Truckers Radio USA. This is the Americana Roadshow, and we are the, the Derriers. Hey, you know, that means we're backing into the third segment of the show, which is what we do. This is what we do. We back up. We back up. Yeah. It's all yeah. tongue-in-cheek, folks. That's all. So uh, this is the part of the show where we like to um, suggest or uh, recommend that people go to our website. Beg. That is thederrieres.com and... threetrailswest.com with the numeric three. Yeah. And uh, if you want to listen to our music, check out. We've got a lot of video uh, stuff posted there. We've got some great little bumper stickers uh, if you want some of those. And you can order our CDs from either one of the bands. You sure can. And of and course, the Derriers is not a band, but... Yeah. Okay, I got it. And uh, we're a backup band. We're a backup band. So, sort of. That's what we do. That's right. That's right. Uh, but um, also, if you want to uh, contact us, there are contact uh, places on the websites, and we have our own Derriers uh, email addresses. These are good. It's uh, Roger, which is no D, R-O-G-E-R, at thederrieres.com. And Leo at thederriers.com. So you can contact us directly. Uh, I'll tell you what, we, we get a lot of great recommendations from people, and uh, keep that coming in. It keeps uh, keeps us finding new music that we never heard of. Exactly right. And it also helps us out if there's people that have information to add to something we've done. Uh, please let us know. Send us an email. Right. We're like, on the Facebooks. Like and, uh, all of the Facebooks. And, and all the internets. Internets, all of them. Yeah. So we're we're well covered in that regard. All right. Well, um, I think it's back to you. It is. Okay. Uh, we're going to uh, check out a gal by the name of Madeline Pirot. Pirot. I don't pronounce it. Your French, it really sucks. Yeah. It okay. Does. But you know who I'm talking about. Okay. She's a native of Athens, Georgia, uh, but she grew up in New York and California. Boy, that's yeah. boing, but that's about like our, our map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Go check it out. <laughs> she get on the bus, Madeline. Um, in interviews, she's called her parents hippies and eccentric educators who helped her pursue, pursue a career in music. As a child, she listened to her father's old records and learned to play her mother's ukulele. Okay. So when she was 13, her parents divorced and she moved with her mother to Paris uh, so that was 13. At the age of 15, she began singing with street musicians in the Latin qu Quarter. Okay, that, that's excellent. Yeah, and so so her her French is just excellent. You know, and you might mistake her. Well, not that I would know. Um, but unlike she sounds yourself. almost native, right? Speaking, yeah. right. but uh, she was discovered by a talent agent from Atlantic Records, and they released her debut album Dreamland in 1966. This is kind of a little short tune, but it's uh, it just got a great little bounce to it, and uh, I love it. Um, actually, William Garrison uh, Galison is playing with her on this, and the song is Back in Your Own Backyard. That bird with feathers of blue is waiting for you. Back in your own backyard, you'll see a castle in Spain through your window pane. In your own backyard Oh, you can go to the east or to the west Someday you'll come Weary at heart back where you started from You'll find your happiness lies right 
back in your own backyard. Just nice. That is swingy. Yeah, yeah. She's great. That's a good cut. All right, Leo, tell me a story. Well, here's a story. We like to feature local artists. Yes, we do. On this show. Okay, well, I'm going to feature a local boy from, uh, he was born in 1911. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, he passed away in 1985. And he was born in Kansas City. The guy's name is Big Joe Turner. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to feature a, a song of his from 1955. Uh, it's called, a sh- uh, it was called, which, uh, it's Flip, Flop, and Fly. And the reason I get confused with that is because it's kind of a takeoff. There were a lot of extra verses that were written uh, from the uh, from the tune Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Okay. Okay. So they basically recycled the form of the song and used a lot of extra verses that they'd already written. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Did a reprise. It was a big hit, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, he was born, like I said, in 1911 in Kansas City, Missouri. And his father was killed in a train accident when he was like four years old. Hmm. So, and they were dirt poor. Uh, but so he sang in his church and he on street corners for money. Uh, he would take the money and take it home. He left school at the age of 14 uh, to work in Kansas City's nightclubs. A lot of people don't realize what a hotbed oh, yeah. of blues uh, Kansas, Kansas City was back in the day. Yep. And uh, we also, we have a lot of history in that regard. Well, you know, I, I learned something recently. Yeah. And it's because during Prohibition... Um, there was really no prohibition in Kansas City. Ooh. It was all controlled. Exactly. And so Kansas City nightlife thrived during prohibition. Oh, they did. Yep. And it was pro forma, and a lot of it was designed to put money back into the pockets of the politicians, yep. right? Yep. I mean, he said, he said uh, Joe Turner said at the time that he was playing in the clubs, um, nightclubs were subject to frequent raids by the police. And Joe Turner said, the boss man would have his bondsman come down at the police station before we got there. (laughs) We'd walk in, sign our names, and walk right out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, we could probably do a whole program on that. We could, could yeah. be fun. Kansas City Jazz and all the yeah. stories, man. There's a bunch of them. Anyway, uh, here we go. This is a great tune. Uh, I, I listened to this. I don't know why, but I like this song. Uh, Flip, Flop, and Fly from 1955. Now when I get the blues, I get me a rocking chair. Yeah. Well, the blues overtake me, gonna rock right away from here. Now when I get lonesome, I jump on the telephone. When I get lonesome, I jump on the telephone. I call my baby, tell I'm on my way back home. Now flip, flop, and fly. I don't care if I die. Now flip, flop, and fly. I don't care if I die. Don't ever leave me. Don't ever say goodbye. Give me one more kiss. Hold it a long, long time. Give me one more kiss. Hold it a long, long time. Now love me, baby, to the feeling. Hit my head like wine. Here comes my baby, flashing a new gold dude. Here comes my baby, flashing a new gold dude. Well, she's so small, she can mumble in a babe on boot. Now flip, flop, and fly. I don't care if I die. Now flip, flop, and fly. I don't care if I die. stuff right there. It really is. That's great music. Yep. I, I believe it is now back to you. It is. I'm going to slow it down just a little bit. Um, uh, again, we like to feature people that we know. And this is a guy that we both know and love uh, by the name of Stephen Bennett. Oh, yeah, Stephen. What we a guy. met him uh, decades ago down at Winfield, mm -hmm. the Bluegrass Festival. Uh, and uh, matter of fact, he came into a jam session and uh, he was coming out of a a lead right the first night we yeah. met him first night he's coming out of this hot picking lead and he breaks a string and just grabbed the string next to it and bent the heck out of it it didn't even stop <laughs> he was my hero after oh that. he gained my undying respect at that moment but he has been uh playing for decades just a consummate guitar player um but one of the things that he specializes in is the harp guitar and now people don't who don't know what that is right 
So it's a guitar. It has a regular guitar neck on it, but then it has above it, I don't know how many. Four to six. Four basically. to six mm -hmm. low bass strings. Mm -hmm. And uh, just Google harp guitar and look it up. It's a gorgeous instrument and played well. So I wanted to pick a song of uh, Stevens that uh, really featured that guitar. You will hear those really low bass notes in it. And uh, this is off his album, uh, 50 Years and Counting. And it's a really nice rendition of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Pretty sweet. Yeah, man. What a great guy, too, man. He's he really just, is. Just a gem. Super nice guy. Well, Leo, what you got? Well, I got a short story to tell you about a bunch of guys that met while they were in the Navy. Okay. Okay. And they were serving on a, a, a battleship called the USS Jason, based in San Diego. And uh, they were musicians, and they started playing together. And they were kind of influenced by the Beach Boys. Okay. So they started really working on their vocal harmonies and stuff. And they finally uh, got into the studio, and, and they were going to kind of put together a new group. They didn't know what to call it. So uh, there was a box of detergent sitting in there in the rehearsal space. And so they called the band the Cascades. <laughs> 
<laughs> True story. That's One hit wonders. Uh, they did a song, and this song is a great jam tune that we've been playing down at Winfield for, for years, years and years. Yeah, it's called The Rhythm of the Rain from 1963. This is The Cascades. I was just looking at the time here. Yeah, we got to wrap things up. And you know what? We got to figure out where we're going next week. We sure do. Yeah. You got the map handy? I got the map. Hang on. Okay. Get it, get get it out. Okay. Right. All right. right. All right. Put, it up, put it up on the wall. It's up on the wall. Okay. okay. There you go. Now it's your turn. Oh, geez. Here's the dart. Okay. Okay. Now you're right, ready? Uh, turn around three times. Okay. Ready? One, One two, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh. Okay. Looks like we're going south. Uh, oh, Spring Lake, North Carolina. Spring Lake. Yeah. Well, Must that sounds nice. like a nice place. Yeah. It's got a lake. Yeah, it's got a lake. Oh, cool. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, we'll get uh, things packed up and head down there. In the meantime, uh, go check out our websites, folks, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week right here on Truckers Radio USA. Uh, we are the Derriers, and remember, look, look out behind, behind you. you. It's the Derriers. Derriers.